Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. And Adam, let's go ahead and look back at the game that was week one in the NFL. Cincinnati Bengals fall in overtime to the Pittsburgh Steelers 23 to 20. This one broke my heart. The reason why is because we spent $70 million this offseason to upgrade the offensive line to protect our guy, Joe Burrow. Uh, and then first offensive play of the season, he gets sacked. The second offensive play of the season, pick six, and we're already trailing in this game to the Steelers. I know. I know four turnovers in the first half, but I'm more upset about the special teams. Oh, my God. People, special teams change games. <laughs> That's right. Special teams change games. You don't think about the little things, Sally. Just getting the snap there. Just get the snap there. You know, um, that's what I'm more, more, more mad about than anything. Yeah, look, Cincinnati Bengals have one of the best special teams coordinator in the National Football League in Darren Simmons. Yes, they do. However, um, you know, when the holder goes out, Clark Harris had to leave the game, and then we end up having his backup come in the game, Mitchell Wilcox. And so you could see it. After we never, we never had, took the lead. We didn't even tie in this game other than it was 0-0. We ended up scoring on the last play of regulation, a two-yard touchdown to Jamar Chase. All we got to do is kick the extra point, and we're out of there with a win, Adam. We can't even get the extra point. Later when we set up Evan McPherson to get the game-winning field going overtime, another bad snap, way too high. And now, listen, I, I know Mitchell Wilcox isn't used to doing this. He is the backup. But when we say next man up, you got to be next man up. It's important. That's why you're on the 54. You got to be ready to play no matter what the call is. A prime example is uh, the chief safety. He had to play kicker um, this week. He did a pretty good job. He was booting that thing, Sally. He was booting it out <laughs> the back of the end zone. But right. um, And another thing about the special team, Kev have to spike that ball or lay on that ball right there he, he's smart enough to know football um, yeah walk us through that you're talking about kevin huber he's the holder yeah. uh on the field goal team he's a guy that's got to catch it set the ball down turn the laces away from the kicker kind of walk us through the operations you're a big special teams guy you're close with darren simmons you played for him what is he coaching, the holder, the snapper, the holder, and the kicker in the operations of handling a field goal kick? Well, 
first of all, Darren is one of the best, if not the best special team yeah. coach um, in the NFL. But I will tell you this. Every week we practice plays like this. Hey, we're going to kick the ball right here on third down just in case the snap is bobbled, uh, maybe be high, you can't get the laces right. You either take off running with the ball to the nearest hash and slide, um, depending on where the kicker likes to kick it from, or you stand up and you throw the ball out of bounds. Um, Kev have been in the league, I think, 17 years. Um, he 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 just forgot, I think, uh, on that play, you know, um, and it was rushed. The laces was turned toward the kicker feet. That's a hard kick. 90% of the kickers is going to shank that ball every time. Hey, listen. Um, I started off asking you about the offensive line. You didn't want to go there, but I'm going to go there. Because at the end of the day, uh, we spent $70 million this offseason to bring in an offensive line to keep Joe protected. And at the end of the day, he was sacked seven times. He was sacked on the very first play of the game. It's enough to rattle any quarterback. I'm not saying Joe Burrow was rattled. At the end of the day, he was pressured. He was hit, hurry, and harassed. Seven sacks. We had uh, we allowed 22 quarterback pressures. We allowed the quarterback Way to get hit. Me. He got hit 11 times. So when you get the pick sixes, you get four interceptions of the game, five turnovers total, okay, because Joe Burrow had the fumble. Um, and so the quarterback's ability to protect the ball starts with our offensive line's ability to protect the quarterback. And you're right. How can he be comfortable if he getting hit the first play of the game? Come on, first man. First play of the game. First Jesus play of the Christ. Game. Um, yeah. It's week one. I'm not going to panic yeah. because it's week one. And at the end of the day, I think the second half, uh, they played a little bit better. He still got hit too much. But um, Joe Mixon played a hell of a game, I'll tell you that. But I, I think they'll be all right, Solly, you know. And we was talking about preseason. This is preseason. So it might take a week. It might take two weeks. But I, I think they'll get it going. This ain't preseason, Adam. This the real game. <laughs> Don't be giving me that, man. There's somebody you got to show up. These are for real, okay? This ain't no dress rehearsal. This is the real deal. And it's Pittsburgh coming in here, punching people in the mouth, sneaking out of here, dancing in the locker room. You may not yeah. be mad about it. I'm mad about it. Uh, of but, course but here, I'm mad about the Pittsburgh part. You know, my post oh, this morning was hey. hello to everybody except Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, I know here is here is why I'm encouraged. And this is for our fans as well. We got to get the break. T. Higgins stays in this game. We're winning it. He was killing them. Then Jamar Chase finally, he was killing them. Tyler Boyd was doing his normal thing. And so we we've got what it takes to win. But for Bengals fans, every last game going to come down to just like this. Final moments, do you make it happen? If we can't find a ways to break down in our operation, we got to find a way to pull it together. So let's continue to support these Bengals. Who day? We coming back with more. In fact, when we do come back, we're going to talk about the performer of the week. I know you think about when a team loses a game. Somebody's got to be the performer of the week. We did have some great moments in this game. You're listening and watching. That's right. The Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics right here on Valley Sports Ohio. We'll be back right after this. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. It's time now for our Performer of the Week brought to you by the people at Eli Sports Bar and Grill. Got to stop by there because the wings are to die for. They'll get you game ready, there's no doubt. But Adam, in our Performer of the Week, there was a guy who I think kept the offense on schedule. There was a guy that kept hammering away at that Pittsburgh Steelers defense in so much that it at least gave the offense a chance to try to protect Joe Burrow. And our performer of the week brought to us by Eli Sports Bar and Grill is none other than Joe Mixon, who was toting that rock on Sunday. Yes, he was. What, 27 carries, 82 yards, um, 63 passing yards, total of 145 yards. Hey, I said it this year, and the running and the line wasn't as productive as they should have been. But I still think Joe will have 2K this year. I still think he's going to have 2K. Why is that? Because Joe is, is like, this is a, a slow night for Joe. You know what I mean? Um, I, don't, I don't think he really got going um, to, to midway through there. But um, did you see that one-handed catch that he caught out the backfield? Oh, my God. Hey, look, it was beautiful. We know that's the kind of talent he has for a big-body guy. Yes. He really does have, I think, a high level of athleticism and a high level of body control. Uh, I, he even said it coming into this year that he felt like he left yards on the field. I agreed with him. Um, and I thought he could get better at finishing off runs, um, just having better balance, right, so that he's yeah. not tackling himself. Because these guys can't tackle Joe. He, uh, but if he doesn't have good balance, he'll tend to go down maybe – when he should have, and then this game, he ran through defenders. He ran through tacklers. Um, same foot, same shoulder. Yeah. I saw him come down and drop the load on the linebacker and still was moving forward. That's the Joe Mixon that uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans, I think, are going to love to see, not just this year, but in years to come. And I think if he continues to run like that, I'm in alignment with you. Uh, we get 2,000 total yards from scrimmage, whether it's rushing alone or rushing and receiving, which I think he can do easily if he continues to run like he did in this game on Sunday. Yeah, 145, you know, I told him, hey, Joe, you need to try to get to a game all purpose. <laughs> so I, I, it's not a bad start with no. with the line production that we had this week. Um, I think his, his production and his play, it won't do nothing but get better week in, week out. He, he forced three missed tackles. He had um, a tremendous amount, I think 58% of his yards um, running the football came after contact. So if I tell you that 58% of his rushing total um, came after contact, what does that tell you about Joe Mixon? Well, I play with him. I know him personally. This is my boy. When you shake his hand, you be like, yo, bro, not, you know how they be talking about AP and his handshake? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Joe have one of those handshakes too. But if, if you just touch his body, um, he's a solid individual, and he's been like that since a rookie. It's not too many people that want to tackle him 25 times. I know individually, if you he's coming downhill, one-on-one isos, uh, you might could take probably six or seven of them. The rest of them, you'll probably be getting a little low. <laughs> you're, making, you're making a business decision. You're going to make a business You're making a business, like, you know, not this. Uh, but that's why I wanted to see him run. And he's run, uh, I think, at times like we saw yesterday. But I want to see him do that consistently. And yesterday, he every time he had the ball, 
He just had good body control. He saw the second level of the defense very well. So his vision was on point. The guy, he, I'm telling you right now, had they had we given him more opportunities, I think these numbers would have been even more phenomenal. Uh, so but we were we were in the situation behind, where we, we behind, were behind. Though. That's yeah. right. We were behind on the scoreboard. So we had to start throwing it. So uh, there's no doubt. Joe Mixon, he is our performer of the week, brought to you by Eli Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, I thought he gave the offense a chance to convert on third down. You mentioned the one-hand catch coming out of the backfield, kept the offense on schedule. When Joe needed a break, um, uh, Joe Mixon, that is, was able to give Joe Burrow a break. It didn't have to suffer the burden, um, Adam, of carrying the offense all by himself. And I do think he started to uh, wear down that defensive front uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Yeah. Um, Joe is the real deal, man. I think he's one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL. Um, yep. For, for what that said, you know, our line haven't been really good the last four years, if you think about it. And he's put up numbers that some guys are playing with three pro bowlers on the offensive line are not putting up. So, man, kudos to Joe, man. You keep working hard. We love you, man. Stay over your feet. Keep them shoulders over your feet. Same foot. Downhill. Same shoulder coming downhill. No, no running sideways. Always downhill, Joe. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Joe Mixon is our performer of the week against the Pittsburgh Steelers week one brought to us by Eli's Sports Bar and Grill. We're going to step aside and come back with more of the Believe in Bingo broadcast delivered by 828 Logistics when we return right after this. We're back on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Adam Pacman, Jones, Solomon Wilcox, and Adam, look, it's time for our Joe Burrow breakdown here on the show. And here's what I have to say. Um, Joe did not have his best game. He wasn't seeing the field well, at least in the early part of the game. I think the Joe Burrow that we know would not have thrown the ball late, um, allowing Minka Fitzpatrick to get the pick. Uh, another interception over the middle of the field, I think, came out late. It was just a little bit in the early going. But you know what I love about him? This guy kept slinging it. He's not yeah. de he's not deterred when he has those errant passes or errant decisions. And let's face it, I don't care. I covered Peyton Manning. I covered Tom Brady. covered Aaron Rodgers. None of these quarterbacks are perfect. And so when they do make mistakes, I think it's, it's okay to point them out. Um, but we know this is a guy that's going to continue to fight and continue to bring it. And what I love about him, he still had his team in a position to win the game. If you kick the extra point, we're not talking about the four interceptions. Right. If you can kick a field goal, we're not talking about the five turnovers. His ability to overcome some of these negative moments early, I think, is a testament to his character and who he really is as a quarterback. First and foremost, we made it rain this offseason. We spent $70 million, solid. Oh. $70 million. The first play, my money man get hit. Joe Buttero. <laughs> hey, listen, we got to protect Joe. I ain't even worried about the four picks. But did you see how we came back the second half? I guess he was in the locker room listening to Gunna Wanna. You know what I'm saying? And, but <laughs> second half, 
things that he did. Um, he, we're not worried about Joe. Joe is a winner. Joe has shown and proven to not worry about Joe. We need to make sure Joe is not get hit. He had the one ball that was late. I understand that. We got to realize he just had surgery two two and a half weeks ago. So That's I'm true. not really worried about Joe. Um, I'm a um, I'm a Joe uh, guy over here. We ain't worried about it, Joe. See you this week. Get us this W, baby. I'm worried about it, Joe, but I know you're going to be okay. But that's just, you know how I am. I roll with Joe Burrow no matter what. Um, but here's what he did, just to give you some of the numbers according to the PFF database. One big-time throw, four turnover-worthy plays. We know that. There were the four interceptions. 65 times he dropped back. Didn't even get the throw all of them because seven times he was sacked. He was hit by the opposing defense 11 times in pressure 22 times on those 65 dropbacks, way too much. That's an offensive line thing. There are some times when Joe can get rid of it a little bit sooner. We got to go ahead and get that done. But he completed 62% of his passes, just to give you some barometer, that's off the mark of 70% completion rate throughout the entire season one year ago. However, he had 24 passes that he converted for first downs. That's a lot, okay? 24 passes converted for first down. That's that's getting it done. That's despite getting the hit. This guy continues to like that energizer bunny. He can take a licking, but yeah. he keeps on ticking. Yeah, tell him first <laughs> half and second half uh numbers, Solly. What was the first half and what was the numbers after he shook it off and came back the second half? Well, first half numbers, uh, we had four turnovers in the first half. Three of those four turnovers contributed to 17 of the 23 points the Pittsburgh Steelers scored. In fact, at halftime, it was 17 to six in the game. And all 17 of the points scored by the Pittsburgh Steelers came off three of the four first half turnovers by Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals offense. He had three interceptions in the first half and the one fumble. And they converted, obviously, the pick six. They went on to get 10 more points um, off those other uh, turnovers. So the offense really gave them points. Um, quiet as it's kept, the defense played one heck of a ball game. Uh, and you know what it's like playing on defense when the offense keeps giving them the ball in great field position. Yeah, but Lou, Lou, Lou is oh, <laughs> It's something by Lou in Lou the Anarolo. second half of his play calling and mixing things up after seeing the game plan from the first half. Oh my God, it's it's unbelievable. Um, but at the end of the day, Piss, uh, Pittsburgh, they did play a good game up front. I will say this. Um, early on, they distracted. They played in our backfield. Joe got hit way too many times. But like I said earlier, you do have to give some credit to Pittsburgh front eight. They're one of the top five front eight as far as changing up and playing the two high, coming down. Um, them guys over there had a lot of sacks last year too. Um, so you got to give give them give them their credit also. But the second half, um, it didn't matter who they put out there the way the way we play. I, I, I give Zach credit for sticking with the run game, allowing Joe Mixon to sort of impact the way the offensive line was able to gather themselves. Uh, my man Cordell Volson, the rookie at left guard, um, from North Dakota State had a rough start. He had a long uh, day. They, they, he had a long day. Man, this guy was going up against Cameron Hayward. Of course. He going so up what against... can you say? He's a grown man. 
Cameron Hayward like, is come a, on, man. He's a future like, Hall of Famer. Trust me when I tell you. And to Adam's point, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the, the only se- defense in the National Football League to have 50 or more sacks each of the last five years. In fact, they led the league with 55 sacks one year ago. You put Hayward as well as T.J. Watt on that same defensive line. We're going to have trouble. Uh, but the rookie, we're going to hang in there with them. But, yeah, they had to they had to get him out of there just to stabilize the Center offensive ball. line. Center should have been looking toward Hayward the whole time. I seen Joe tell him one time, like, yo, help on the other side. There you go. There you go. Hey, Joe, Joe don't mind telling him that. I, no, Joe I like that about Joe. Joe. <laughs> I like that about Joe. All right, that's it for our Burrow Breakdown. We're going to step aside and head out for a break. You're listening to the Believe in Bingo podcast. Here's Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcoxon. Don't forget, it's all delivered by 828 Logistics. We'll see you right after this. We are back on the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. So, Adam Jones, check this out. The AFC North Division, uh, the AFC North Division champion, the Cincinnati Bengals, are now in fourth place. But it's only after one week because all of the other three teams won. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers won in overtime against our team. But the Cleveland Browns, they beat Baker Mayfield down in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. Hold That's on, right. Hold on, hold on. You recall that? Yeah. Who cares? Did you say, come on, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Salah. And, and I just wanted to say the Baltimore Ravens also won. They beat the Jets. Hey, look, man, this is the NFL. Every when the win, last time have every the Jets win Every when win. The last, when, when the they last be, time have when the they Jets beat, won When they beat the Bengals last year. Yeah. Oh, don't you see how we ended off, though. Of but course. I, I will I will say this, Ali. Don't worry about week one, Bengals fans, because J-E-T-S, <laughs> like um, we're not worried about them. Um, the Panthers, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield did all that talking. He probably played a 45% average, maybe. Um, so why are we worrying about that? This was a division game. It was a good game, even though it, it, we didn't play good. But we we came through. We should have won the game. So don't panic. Please don't panic. I tell you what, Baltimore Ravens look good. Lamar Jackson yes, looked did. really good. He had really a 50-yard bomb throwing from deep in the pocket. Remember, that's what we wanted to force him to do whenever we play him. And now he's been working on it. Had a 50-yard rainbow to Rashad Bateman for a touchdown. Had another deep bomb, two of them, to Devin Duvernay from deep in the pocket. So, you know, we're going to have to deal with Lamar Jackson. Um, Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback in Cleveland behind Deshaun Watson, did a good job. Miles Garrett, had two, he had two sacks on his old boy Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, Miles Did you Miles see Garrett that run game? Did you see the run game? Yeah, man. Nick Chubb, we're going to have to deal Nick with him. Chubb, oh, my God. 141 yards rushing in the game. And Kareem Hunt, one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. We know about Kareem Hunt. So there are some teams in it. The AFC North is a four-team race. Just know that. That's how we feel about it every single year. Nobody's sleeping yeah. on anybody. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we're we going to see y'all again. Yeah, we'll see y'all We'll again. see you again. We got to get with Ike Taylor and those guys with the Believe in Steelers podcast and let them I, know. Let them know. We coming back. We coming back, Adam. Oh, yeah. We'll we definitely be back. It, it's 
it's nothing to panic on. But I will say this. Do I want to ask you this question, Sally? Mm-hmm. As of week one, do you think it was uh, worth um, Lamar betting on himself? Well, so far, so good. Absolutely. He's doing the things. Only he was in those uh, rooms when he's negotiating with the Baltimore Ravens, hearing what they have to say about, well, you're not able to do this. Or you're not, you know what negotiating contracts are like for players. The team is usually saying it's nothing personal. But they're going to point out, well, we don't think you deserve what that guy is getting because you can't do this like he can. And those are the things that motivate players. Most of the time, players aren't in the room when those things are said about them. His agent is. The agent may tell you some of those things. They may not, depending on your level of what we call emotional intelligence. Because if you're going to get your feelings hurt, the agent ain't telling you. Oh, that, no. But- I, I'm just thinking about a lot of things before we go, though. Like, even the uh, the quarterback in Arizona, uh, Kyler it was Murray. a reason. It was a reason why they put that 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 film clause in there. I watched that game three times. <laughs> three times. He never called out the zero blitz. Never called out the hot. I mean, like it, it was bad. Like as I'm just that's my opinion. No, good um, stuff. Good stuff. I like it's it. It's a reason. It's a reason why the the film clause was in there because I'm sitting here looking at it like Jesus Christ. He's showing. He's coming. You ain't pointed him out and goes to the opposite side to the three man side where you should have told either the, the back. Uh, I mean, the backside receiver Sif. that means stay, catch the blitz. And then we'll do the progression to the three man side or, or the backside. He got the hot. You got to get rid of that ball right now, man. He couldn't pick it up for nothing. Solid. Got to get, got to get rid of that ball. Now that means they're bringing more than you can block. Yeah. And that means it's hot. The quarterback's got to protect himself. Get rid of the ball before the blitzer get there, and you may have a, a jailbreak of a play on offense. But yes. yeah, yeah, Kyler, you gotta, you, you know, gotta keep learning, man. School's never out. I don't never. care who you are. School's never out. Even for athletes, I don't care what sport, what level. We're all still learning. We're all still growing. That's why we want you to tune in every single week to the Believe in Bingo podcast, brought to you by Eight Twenty Eight Logistics, so you can continue to learn and grow with us. As we enjoy this ride in the 2022 season with the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow and company, he is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. Don't forget to go to the Believe.com website to take a look at the podcast. And don't forget to check us out every single week right here on Bally Sports Cincinnati. Again, this is the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Stick around. Catch us next week, everybody. We'll be right back. Bam. Bam. That was tight. Five minutes. We went five minutes, but that's good. That's good. Any uh, any questions, man? I got that check for you, by the way. All right. uh, I'll head over there. I'll be over there and probably give me like 20 minutes. Okay. All right. I should still be here. I got send me your address. All right, I'll text it to you. I'll text it right now, okay? All right, all right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.